Does your copy have a date? The copy does not have a date as well. I see that there is a space for your name and signature. Mine does not bear any signature purporting to be yours or which in fact is yours. Does your have uh, have a signature? My copy does not have a signature as well, Jefferson. The format of the document that you submitted to Mr. Mantasha, did it have a signature and or a date? The copy that I handed over to the Secretary General was signed and did, did have a date. Can you recall offhand, more or less, when you would have signed a copy that you sent to Mr. Mantashi? Chairperson, unfortunately, I cannot recall the exact date, but I know that it was in the period between the months of June and July 2016. Right. We will work with that period. I'm sorry, Mr. Malega. I think I understand that if you keep your mic on, it won't disturb anything. Oh. Um, uh, if it does disturb, somebody will say Okay. So, because otherwise you might forget to put it on. My Thank apologies. You. Thank you. All right. Um, you are comfortable that we will work with the period that you've just identified? Yes, I'm comfortable. The next document begins at page 75. Can I invite you to go to... Page 75. I got it, Chaperson. Again, I take it that you've read the document. Yes, I have. Can you identify it to the chairperson? Chaperson, this was um, a statement which was prepared by a group of former director generals that is heads of departments were no longer in service of the public service who had come together to discuss all allegations about state capture and their concerns about uh, what was happening in the country at the time. So this was a media statement that was issued following a document that had been prepared and submitted to, to government raising specific concerns about state capture. You will see that at page 79, the document is referencing Annexure A. Do you see that? I see that. And below that reference, there is the following description, and I quote, a voice of reason save the soul of the public service from state capture do you recall who put that inscription in the document who scripted in those words in this document if I recall Chairperson, the words were inserted by us as former DGs uh, to try and capture what was um, the driving force behind this whole initiative. Why did you, 
Well, let me first clear the question of dates. I'm sorry I'm going to jump up and about, but please keep page 79 next to you and move, to, move back to page 75. Okay. You will see that the title of the document is embargoed for public Yes. Publication on 15 May 2016. I see that, Professor. Uh, why was the document embargoed for publication? It was embargoed because the original memorandum was prepared by the Directors General. Um, we then sent a copy to the media. Um, to make sure that the statement was not published before we had had some conversation with uh, the minister's concern that we had written to. I'm sorry, Mr. Malega. What was the idea that it was to be, it was embargoed until 15, Sunday 15 May, or was it embargoed from 16 May? It was oh, 15 May. I'm sorry. It was given to media houses, most probably around the 13th and 14th of May, for publication on the 15th of May. Or oh, the the embargo would be lifted on the 15th. Yes, it would be lifted on the 15th. So it was meant to be embargoed before the 15th. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you. So the media house would not, on your permission, be entitled to publish it in advance of the 15th of May? The general rule, Jefferson, in the media is that media houses tend to respect a statement that's written embargoed. They'll have access to it. And as far as I am aware, media houses have behaved in this regard, yes. Uh, thank you for that enlightenment. I will embargo what I sent to them in advance too. <laughs> um, but on a serious note, if you go back to page 79, mm -hmm. there is reference to Annexure A. What, what is the document, if ever it is a document? The Annexure A would have been the document that is, was attached to the media statement, which was a memorandum, which was signed by the Directors General who, were, who had attached their signatures to the statement that we're making. Yes. So that, that memorandum is marked page 80. Page 80? Yes. Right. You will see that page 80 is dated the 22nd of April. 2016. Yes. And that is, and we must read it as Annexure A, which is referred to on page 79. That's correct, yes. I will get back to the addressees of that document, but let me ask you to go to page 81. And you will see that in the concluding part, it identifies persons who are supposed to be signatories to that memorandum. That's correct, Jefferson. I have looked at these uh, these signatories. 
They are high-ranking members of a society. That is correct, Jefferson. They include, amongst others, Reverend Frank Chikani. Yes, sir. We know his background. Is there anything about his background that you want to share with the chairperson so that he has it on record? And when he makes determination, he should know who he is. Chairperson, um, Reverend Frank Chikani was the Director General in the President's Office at, uh, during President Mbeki's time. He's a respected member of society. He's somebody uh, held in high regard. He was a leader of the United Democratic Front during the struggle days. And it's somebody who was also a member of the National Executive Committee of the African National Congress at the time. I'll mention the names quite quickly, and if there is any attribute of the names that you wish to highlight so that it's a matter of record, please do that. There is the name of Mr. Berigilda. Who was he? Mr. Berigilda was a, a former DG of the Department of uh, Home Affairs. Uh, he had also worked in the intelligence services in government. He was somebody that, oh, he is somebody that I, I hold in high regard. Um, is currently working for the Mapungube Institute of Minstra. There is Mr. Kesogodan, I skipped that, and there is Mr. Tosiguanya. Who was he? He was also a Director General uh, of Department of uh, Land Affairs, I believe. And then there is Mr. Roger Jardine, who was he? Also a former Director General in the Department of Trade and Industry. And there is your name, and we'll come back to your background in a moment. And, uh, Chair, I'm just going to deal with two last names. Um, the next is uh, the name that I pick up because I know it quite well. Is that of Mr. Vosipikoli? Yes. Um, Chaperson Vosipikoli was the former National Director of Public Prosecutions. And then there is the name of Kroliswa Sibeko. Do you see that? I see that. What was she doing at the time? Oh, I'll I, I have to try and remember that. But at this point in time, I think her role escapes me. But she was also a former director general uh, in one of the government departments. All right. Let's replace her name with that of Miss. Lindell Chope Mafole. Do you see that? She was a former Director General in the Department of Communications. Yes. Um, can I ask you to be go back to page 80? We now know what that document is. It was addressed to a number of ministers and the head and deputy of the national executive of our country. The first addressee is the Minister of Finance, Minister Proven Gordon, MP. Do you see that? I see that. Do you know whether he or his office received this memorandum? Chairperson, I can confirm that his office, uh, Minister Gordon's office, did receive the memorandum and in fact did communicate to the group that 
he was willing at some stage to have a meeting with the, with the group. Next is the Minister of Public Service and Administration, Minister Mwako Ramatlodi MP. I see that uh, Chaperson, he also acknowledged re- receipt of the memorandum. And in fact, in his case, Minister Ramatlodi's case, his advisor, I think it was a certain Mr. Mufe, did make contact with us and said his minister was going to get back to us with a date for a meeting. And then there is the President of the Republic of South Africa. You see that? I see that. Do you know who was the President as at the date of this memorandum? At the date of this memorandum, the President of the Republic of South Africa was Mr. Jacob Zuma. Do you know whether he received this memorandum? His office did confirm receipt of the memorandum. Then lastly, the Deputy President of the Republic of South Africa, who occupied that office at that point in time? I mean, 22nd April 2016. It was Mr. Halima Mutlante. And his office did confirm receipt of the letter. Yes. There are some aspects of this memorandum that I'd like to deal with, if you permit me, Chair. I'm sorry. Did you say the Deputy President of South Africa was uh, Mr. Mutlante? Mutlante, yes, Chairperson. In 2016? I believe it was, yes. Could be wrong. Didn't we have an election in 2014 and there was a new deputy president? Um, can you reflect on Do that? you want to reflect? Uh, uh, let me reflect on the, on the dates. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a general election in South Africa in 2014. Yes. Can I reflect? I think my memory is escaping me a little bit. Okay, okay you can, can come back to it in due course. That's, that's the first installment you owe to the chairperson. So, <laughs> market installment number one. <laughs> Chair, with your permission, can I converse aspects of this memorandum? that I believe to be important. Um, Mr. Maseko, look at the first paragraph of that memorandum. Can you read into the record what is said there? I'm I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Maleka. This memorandum doesn't have a heading in, in page 79, it's referred to as Annexure A. It might be convenient that we give it some name, whether we call it Memorandum or Annexure A, so that it might be easier to identify it. Yes. Uh, shall we just say Annexure A, maybe? Yes, or what Chair. do you suggest? Um, Chair, uh, can we refer to it as the documents describe it as Annexure A? You want us to write all of that document described as Annexure A, or you want us to just say Annexure A? 
Yes, Chair, I would prefer to, it should be Annex A uh, to the um, press statement. To the, to, to, the, to the press statement starting at page 75. Indeed. So we'll say Annex A to, just say to press statement. <coughs> because it comes immediately after the press statement Indeed. and is referred to as Annexure A, so that should be enough. So we'll refer to it as Annexure A to the press statement. Yes, Chief. Thank you. Um, uh, you got that, Mr. Masego? I got it, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Chair, I take it that I have permission to converse the sum of the contents of this Annexure A, which I consider to be relevant. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Masek, I invited you to start by reading the first paragraph of Annexure A. Annexure A, paragraph 1, reads as follows, Chaperson. We, the undersigned, are former directors general in the post-apartheid South African government, with a prior history in the liberation struggle, where we served as cadres of Mkonto Wesizwe, officials of the African National Congress, Azanian People's Organization, the Pan-Africanist Congress, and various organizations of the Most Democratic Movement. Can I stop you there and ask you to clarify the following for me? Why was the secretary to this document confined to the former Directors General of the Public Service of the Post-Apartheid Era. Chairperson, we were a generation of um, activists who had participated in the struggle uh, for the liberation of this country. We went into government um, to serve the people. We, we shared a common commitment to democracy, ethical governance, transformation. We also shared a very close comrade, comradeship among ourselves. We were in contact uh, discussing our concerns about what was happening in government at the time. There was never an intention to exclude anybody but it was because we knew each other very well. We, we shared a common vision, and that is why we decided to come together. Uh, there, there, there was um, a time when the number of DGs who signed the document could have increased to include other individuals who may not have been part of those organizations, but in the interest of time, we decided to proceed with those who had already indicated their willingness to sign the document. I will skip the paragraph that follow, but ask you to confirm whether or not that is part of the memorandum. Do you confirm that? Please repeat the question. I don't want you to read it. Look at paragraph, uh, the, the paragraph that follows. Oh, the next paragraph. Yes. Yeah. And the one thereafter, which starts with in pursuit. And I, the only comment I'd like you to make is to invite you that to, co to confirm that that is part and parcel of what you communicated. I do confirm that, Chaperson. And the next one that I'd like you to read into the record is the one that 
start with we submit. Do you see that? I see that, Jefferson. The paragraph reads as follows. We submit this memorandum to express our collective concern at recent revelations of state capture by the Gupta family. Their apparent influence over political and administrative appointments and their involvement in the irregular facilitation, securing, and issuing of government tenders and contracts. We also express our concern at the effect of the recent constitutional court judgment in the Inkandla matter on the legitimacy of the state and its ability to focus resources and efforts on delivering services to our people, growing the economy, and achieving our transformatory and developmental goals. Mr. Maseko, that's a mouthful. I believe it is. Yes. Can I invite you just at the general high level uh, to indicate to the chairperson what were the matters of collective concern at that point in time relating to the Gupta family that caused you to submit this memorandum to those members of the national executive you identified at a very high level of generality. We will come back to specific matters relating to you concerning the Gupta family. Chaperson, um, as I recall, at the time, there were a lot of media reports about incidents of uh, corruption, incidents of the involvement of the Gupta family in trying to unduly influence uh, procurement decisions in government, influence appointments in national departments, state-owned enterprises, um, and, and some of the individuals, without referring to any specific names, some of the individuals that agreed to sign this memorandum were also able to share with the group their own experiences with, with the, the Gupta family. I, I might add, Chairperson, that at that particular point in time, um, <clears throat> there were also very clear indications that, in fact, um, a number of senior government officials who were still in the, in the service were complaining to some of the people who signed this memorandum about the extent to which uh, procurement processes in government were being undermined um, and that they found themselves in a very difficult position because when, when procurement processes are not being followed, they as accounting officers, officers could be held accountable for that and yet they were experiencing undue pressure even from their political principles.